not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... We're back at the view from Ninian, and Lord, I wish we weren't. Uh, Two-all draw with Blackburn on Saturday. Uh, might as well have not happened. Uh, what a waste of time that was. Ben, how are you? Blah, yeah, not bad. Could be worse. Tom, Tom, are you feeling the same as Ben? I wish I was watching the golf rather than doing this, but, you know, I am very committed to the cause, so here I am. Um, Ian Woo's at the golf. Didn't he match Bryson Dochambeau or whatever? Yeah, he did, yeah, over the first day. Um not in it anymore, obviously. Didn't make the cut, but you know, could be a history made with Hideki Matsuama. When it, while this goes, you know, when this goes live, it'll be done. You'll it, have the green jacket on. Yeah. So, been reading a lot about that green jacket. Um, they're not allowed to take it away from the course. They're only allowed to wear right. it at Augusta. Um, there's a couple that have been taken away. Um, and all players who have won the Masters are allowed to return to play in this tournament. So that's why he moves them there because it was the only major he won. Exactly. Yeah, they get their own locker when they've won it as well, yeah. so they keep their little jacket in it. And I it's do the lo- first of the majors, isn't it? It's just, just such a stupid, stupid traditions, but I kind of I do love that aspect of it. It's just completely needless crap. I just like the fact that so if if you nick the jacket, the club shame you. They don't put a new one there. They leave the peg empty as if to say, "Look what this bastard stole." He stole his thing that he won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing <laughs> he's earned. The thing he's earned. It's also like um, it, it. It reminds it because the way it's filmed, it's filmed still in that like soft focus American TV glow. So it always feels even more exotic than it is. Um, you know, Augusta Georgia is hardly the most exotic place in the world, but um, there we go. I could carry on talking about golf all week. Yeah, about that was, yeah, that was a weird. Oh, up to you guys, course. really. <laughs> um, I suppose we should talk about the Blackburn game. Uh, it felt like a lot of the players have rather have been playing golf. Good segue, thank you. Um, ben, I've put here two average teams scrapping it out, but were we lucky to get a point? Yeah, um, long and short of what three times eight at the post. Mm-hmm. Sort of sums it up, doesn't it? We were very lucky. We got unlucky with refereeing decisions, but that still doesn't account for the fact that we were pretty, pretty poor yesterday. It wasn't a fun watch. What refereeing decisions were we lucky with? Because the game passed me by in so much boredom. And, and, I don't remember them. With the um, Blackburn goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, 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 the Blackburn goalkeeper. I forgot about that one. And I'll admit, at first I thought the, the referee got it right. Then I saw the replay. And, um, yeah, he's not getting anywhere near Wilson to make the tackle the defender. So the keeper should have been sent off. Yeah, Tom Wilson took it kind of to the right. The, the defender was behind the goalkeeper. Do you think he should have been sent off? It's a marginal one. I think, yeah, I think he, I think you should have been sent off because of where it was on the pitch. And I think he would have had enough time to get a shot off without the defender being able to block. But that's because we know what Wilson is capable of. I think if it's any other player, you're kind of thinking, oh, the defender might have time to get back there. And you can see mm-hmm. why the referee has given a yellow. I think if you if it was the other way around, we'd be trying to claim that the defender was there to cover it. And, you know, it wasn't a definite open goal or anything. But, I, yeah, to me, it's a red card. Um, and obviously that changes the whole outlook of the game then, doesn't it? So I think we're, when you really say we were lucky to get a point, I think we're unlucky not to be playing against 10 men early on. Um, and it could, yeah, it could have been a very different afternoon. It could have been even more shit. We don't know. But <laughs> here's, here's, here's a question for you, Ben. Would that have been a red card with fans in the ground? Yeah, fans are pressure the referee into it. But yeah. the one good thing about no well, the only good thing about the fans not being there is I was like, I turned the volume up on my TV to try and hear Wilson scream. 
Red Cad. Red Cad. <laughs> I was desperate though, to hear it, but nothing. He went down though, didn't he? So he followed his own advice. Yeah, he went down. He knew what he was doing. A, he he, he yeah, went yeah. across to try and get that keeper sent off. I don't think he was ever yeah. looking to score, to be honest. He was, he was like, I'm getting him off here. Showing Kiefer what he should have done. Getting him off, was he, Ben? <laughs> well. <laughs> we love I'm a bit not. of blue, don't we? Don't we, for the lads? One for the um, lads. I mean, they, yeah, they hit the bar in the second half, what, three times. Um, scored quite late on in the games, Tom. Um, it, it just felt like we had no real attacking edge, right? Obviously, we had Wilson on, Murphy on, Kiefer Moore on, but it just felt like we were very blunt up front. I think first half, mind you, I watched the extended highlights and uh, on the club site. And if you watched that and didn't watch the game, you'd think that we absolutely dominated. <laughs> I, I do love the way they cut it. Um, it's like North, North Korean editing, the North Korean <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, exactly. But um, I thought we had some real clear-cut chances first half. I thought um, we could have scored a couple. I thought I thought Kiefer Moore started the game well um, as he well. Did. He looked busy. Um, he looked busy, but then kind of ran out a bit of steam. But so the whole the whole team did. But yeah, se- second half we we. We were very, very poor. And Blackburn, you look at the stats, I think they had 20 shots in the end. 20 uh, shots, 16 chances created to our 12. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, we could have, I think we should have put put them to bed early on, maybe. Um, but yeah, we were very lucky. It was just the, the manner of it was disappointing. Like, conceded at the end of the first half, and then right at the end of the game. Like, how has Adam Armstrong got that much space with a minute, yeah. a minute or two left in that game? You know, I know Tom Sang's up the pitch, like he's trying to pressure the ball and stuff, but what are the centre backs doing? Like he's just got he's got acres of space, absolute acres. And well, then, he's able to basically get to the six yard box and then get a shot off still. Yeah, but it's frustrating, isn't it? And it, you know, it's the final nail in the coffin, I think. You know, and yeah, that's why I just feel a bit meh coming into this podcast, really. It's like it feels like that's, meh. The, that's that's the kind of yeah, that's the season done for us now, isn't it? Well and truly. I can see why Blackburn fans of like even though he scores a fair few goals, are so frustrated about Adam Armstrong. Yeah. When like there's the jokes about he shoots from anywhere, Christ, they weren't lying. The reason they had 20 shots is because Eddie, if he was facing the way the goal with the football at his feet, he was shooting. It was mental. And fair play to Smithies for being so charitable and letting them both go in. <laughs> he's had, he's had, he's got, I thought Adam Armstrong had had a bad season because I know he started well and then faded away, but he's still got 21 goals so far this season in 35 appearances. Hasn't he got like the worst shot conversion rate, one of the worst shot conversion rates? So apparently it's like, ridiculous. I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that we don't shoot enough. Yeah, I would like I'm Adam Armstrong. I'm just saying it's like that's think, like giving a pop, Ben. Oh, fuck him, yeah, I'm having a pop. What's he gonna do? Can... Like if we had him in our team, if we had him, we would probably by virtue of him just taking more shots would be would improve our shot ratio, right? Because we don't shoot. Well, if you're not having enough shots, someone shooting a lot would improve it. Yeah, that's top analysis. Yeah, I know it's really top analysis. <laughs> what we're here it's for? That's what, what we're here for. Point out the obvious. Here it is, Ben. What's your obvious point this time? If we Kiefer scored, we'd have won. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. Um, but it did kind of feel like, especially in that second half time, that the players, you know, we, we talked about the season being done, that they were coasting somewhat. It just didn't look like, it felt like a an end of season game with two two teams with nothing to play for. Well, it was weird because like at the, at the final whistle, they looked visibly gutted as if like they knew that was the season done there and then. So mm-hmm. they knew how much was riding on it. I think we've just run out of steam a little bit, haven't we? Like, um, we just can't get going now. Um, and in a way, part of me is kind of glad that we kind of know nothing's going to come of it now. The, the, the expectation's gone. We can kind of just 
just slowly canter towards the end of the season now and just we can rest players and save them for next season and stuff pathetic that but like rescue, can, rescue for more for the yeah. rescue for more for the euros yeah wrap them in bubble wrap Put them <laughs> yeah just look Put after it but yeah it did look lethargic to say the least in it like considering blackburn have nothing to play for they, they had less to play for than us, really, didn't they? Yeah, and, you know, they, they had a lot more intent going into those final few minutes than we did. Um, but, yeah, just... Yeah, for, a very frustrating afternoon again. I didn't realise Blackburn had dropped so low. Yeah, uh, they, they were on even a awful a, run. Yeah, I knew they were on a bad run. Yeah, we probably have talked about it, but they're down in 17th. Um, only 11 points clear of relegation. They kind of swapped places with us, because up until we went on that amazing run, they were in the kind of top half pushing for the playoffs. Um um, yeah, it's a shame. Um, ben, we've talked about the defence and how you know we let them let them attack, let Adam Armstrong have all the time in the world. Is that another reason showing that we're really missing our captain, our leader, Sean Morrison? Oh, he's a massive loss, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, the organisation's just not there without him at the back. All the players look less confident. Aidan Flint looks like the Aidan Flint from last season again. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. he looks really, really shaky and unstable, and sort of has got a howler in him. Even Smithy. I'm going resi- to rescind my apology. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it keeps going the way it's going. <laughs> Scrubbed it out, deleted it from the pod. <laughs> no I'm joking. Not donating that money to charity. He's getting that money back from the charity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm re- recalling I it. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those. It just shows how vital he's become and sort of how average the other defenders are. Um, like they they they're solid championship defenders, but I think something needs to happen there to sort of make things better because Kieran Brown struggled without his, without Morrison sort of organisation there. Nelson's gone backwards again, and Flint's gone backwards. Even Smithies has regressed. I mean, I know he hasn't played a lot, and it was a big call to put him in in the first place. Mm. But he's going to know. I think Smithies now knows that his time at the club's probably up. I think going forward, he's the biggest earner at the club. Um, it was going to be a case similar to last last summer of one of the keepers is going to go. Um, I think that mistake is probably the final, well, the last action of Smithies at Cardiff City. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a big call. I think they should have like a klaxon for it, like Jamaican air horns. I don't think that's true. He's still got, I think his contract's not up until next summer. He's not on the, the contract's ending this summer. No, but I think uh, the club looks offload. Look, it's last, we don't get parachute payments after this summer. Um, he's the biggest earner at the club, allegedly on £30,000 a week. And you've got a top cut goalkeeper there as well in Dylan Phillips. I think the club, if they're going to look, we're not going to have much money to spend in the summer. Um, you look at the financial situation, Vincent Tan's in the clubs in a bit of a bad way. You want to offload a couple of high earners. I know we're going to come to this a bit later, but um, yeah, I think he might play a couple more games, but I don't, I just get the funny feeling now Smithies won't be at the club next year. And is Joe Day coming back? That's the big question. No, his contract's up. Yeah, fuck off, Joe Day. Um, Tom, uh, was it fair on your cousin that he dropped to Dylan Phillips? Tom Phillips. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, fair? <laughs> well, I spoke to him after the game. Um, <laughs> in a family WhatsApp. Yeah, me and Kez are close. Um, <laughs> you but... the one putting those tweets out. <laughs> yeah, I am Toby Phillips. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, um, I think it was a bit I think it was a bit harsh. Um, you can understand why it happened after a 5-0 loss, but I don't think it was his fault we lost 5-0. No. It was everyone else's fault. But yeah. um 
you know, I, I saw Smithy's name in the team. I was like, oh, fair enough, he's going to run. You know, he's a, he's a good keeper. And he, he was he was Mr. Dependable. Beginning of the season, we were mm-hmm. all absolutely raving about him. And it's just you could tell he was out of, out of form. Like that, I looked at that first goal. I was thinking, oh, play, maybe he's unsighted. But yeah. it's just shit goalkeeping. And even the second goal, he takes Not so great, long is it? to get to the floor. Like, it, it's he goes down in, like, stages. It's absolute madness. He should never be scoring that goal. And, yeah, I think, you know, it's, ha- it's hard being a keeper, like, and not playing and coming back in. You're rusty. But if for someone who has relatively high standards and, you know, who has been Mr. Dependable in the past, it was just such a pity to see two goals like that go past him. And, you know, you... you I can't see him starting the next game now. I really can't. Who did we play in the FA Cup the first year he joined? Gillingham. Gillingham, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Very similar to that sort of performance. Yeah, ball very close to him. Yeah. Just didn't deal it with it. It was down his throat and he just let it go past him. Yeah, it just went straight through him. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it was it was very, very poor goalkeeper. Because I will look for the like the positives in it. Have a look, see, like make excuses for him. But I thought, you know, he might be incited by Nelson. But he had so much time. He saw the ball straight to him and he just went through him, like as if he was made out of paper mache. He was absolutely <laughs> he was mental. Well, like, paper mache is quite rigid. Uh, before, oh, they hadn't dried, sorry. And dried, there you go. Fix. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sure I, you... I, I wasn't clear there, sorry. No, it wasn't clear. I just want to make sure that we're aware of that. Um, yeah. Rolls and Volks got on the score sheet. Um, it says a lot about the poor form of Kiefer Moore that he hadn't scored. He hasn't scored in something like a month for the club. Um, I can't remember. Someone tweeted it. Um, I saw it out there. But Mexico, ben, ben, but Mexico. He scored against Mexico. He did score against Mexico. It was a lovely goal. Um, but you know, now the season's over. You know, next Ben, is is it worth resting key for more? You know, we've got Max Waters. Yeah, drop any shit. Drop yeah, any shit. Get someone else in. No. Um, I th- he had that one clear cut chance that three four weeks ago when he's not. He would have scored. Yeah. Running on fumes. He's scoring that. It's going top bins. It's a lovely finish. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just needs a break, doesn't he? Now that, to be honest, now the season's over, he, I hope he doesn't start on Friday. There's no need for him to start on Friday. It's done. Who just, would you play instead? I'd get look. He's been bought in for a million quid. Give him a go. Uh, I'd give Waters the run. Colwell and Harris on the bench then as well. And if we need Jockey for more from the squad altogether, what's the point? He needs he needs a proper break. He needs because Friday really is shit or bust, isn't it? No, it's, it's done. done. We still yeah. got a chance. We done. still got a chance. Don't make me say the analogy I was going to say. It's done. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> um, Tom, you know, Rolls and Vox got on the score sheet. They're probably the two players who've been slandered on the TL mostly in recent weeks. Um, Rolls' Rolls's goal was good. Vox took a nice free kick. Uh, nice to see him scoring, isn't it? Just nice. Just a nice time. Nice, nice all around. Lovely boys. Yeah. Lovely, lovely boys having a lovely time. Lovely time. Um and the the free kick was well worked. It was, you know, yeah. it, it it really opened up, and he can hit the thunder bastard. And it it wasn't the it wasn't the cleanest strike he's hit, to be fair. But you know, it's difficult to deal with coming through bodies. And it was nice to see us try something different from from a free kick. Um, I think if Wilson had scored a couple more set pieces this year, I don't think he'd be doing that. But you know, yeah. it hasn't really worked for him. So they tried something new, and it worked. And yeah, and rolls then, and uncharacteristic right foot finish from him. So. He took nice it well. Well, really. Yeah, yeah it, was good, really it was a good goal, it wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was a good goal on the break. And yeah, it, it's what we wanted to see more from him when you know when he's given a run of games and stuff. Like we were crying out for him to play a little bit more attacking, you know, get forward a bit more. And that's what he can do when he gets in those positions. So 
get him all rested up for next season. Our Mick will get the best out of him, I'm sure of it. But no, it was nice to see the two of them get goals when I think Rawls hasn't had much stick for people. But we just kind of a lot of people it's not mentioned as much as it used to be. One of the things I saw was someone say that Rolls, I think it was on your unpopular tweet, a uh, popular opinion thread, Ben. Someone said Rolls was finished. He's not yeah. finished, man. He's only 28. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, do you get that joke, Tom? I, I didn't hear it. I froze again. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, he did the uh, Amy joke. Antony Amy joke. He's not oh, finished. He's 28. Yeah, that brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank very you. good. Very good. Very good. I don't even he's I think he's actually tw- I think he's actually 27, to be honest, Joe Rolls. Yeah, 27. He's not 28 until October. That joke doesn't really work. Uh well, is he 27 until he turns 28? Another classic That's Twitter joke. Another there. lovely that was a great Oh one. god, great segues, lads. Um talking about next season. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um I've written here. Ben, should we be worried about next season already? Uh, Tom mentioned about getting the best out of the players, but from my view, it seems that Mick McCarthy, Mick McCarthy, is the opposite of flexible when it comes to the tactics. You know, we've got people like Waters; he doesn't play them. He's he's slow to make changes. He's, he seems to have a set way of playing. Are you worried about his tactical inflexibility, if that's a word? I was, but I've sort of looked at it. earlier in the season when he first came in. He was making the changes early because he was learning to see what he can get from people and sort of learning the squad. Mm-hmm. I think by him not making the changes and making them later says that he's made his decision on a few people. And I think it's a case of, it's not the case that he's inflexible and sort of not wanting to change the tactics. He's looked at and gone, well, there's no one I trust on this bench to make the difference anyway. So um, that's why he's, I think that's why he's not making them. I think he's looking to do a bit of an overhaul in the summer and bring people he knows he can trust. Who do you think he trusts, Tom? What players out there do you think he trusts? Well, he's got Johnny Williams in already, isn't he? So yeah, he needs to re-sign Johnny Williams again, because we know his contract's up. But no, I do agree. I do agree with Ben. I think the players he didn't. Sorry, the players he didn't bring off the bench yesterday. Sorry, just to to cut across: Max Waters, Shea Ojo, Mark Harris, Junior Hoylet. Um, and Reuben Colwell. We'll let Reuben Colwell off because he's still very young. He brought on Johnny Williams and Joe Rolls, so clearly trust those players, but it kind of spells the end for, obviously, Shea Ojo could spell the end of Junior Hoylet, Tom. I think so. I think everyone's saying it, like, a Hoylet will end up in MLS, you know, at the end of this season. He seems to have... Or the Canadian court. League. Or the Canadian League, yeah. Thank you. Could be a Canadian team in the MLS or the Canadian League itself. Thank you. Very Here good. We go. Just to clear he's, that up. He's definitely off yeah. back to Canada, yeah? Canadian, Canadian, it's Canadian, Canadian, Canadian bound, but um, yeah, like to be fair, when you re- when you read out those names, I wasn't exactly excited by them either. You can see why he's not really trusting people. He did jazz it up, you know. He saw that Mowbray like changed changed it around, um, and he brought Murphy off and brought Rolls on to shore up in the midfield, and it worked to a point. You know, we got a goal from it, albeit against the runner play. I think I don't think he is inflexible with tactics. I think it is just trust with the plays he's got at the moment. I think once he's had a preseason, you know, he get put his stamp on that squad. We'll see a little bit more from him early in the season, and like like we did in that Barnsley game where he completely overhauled it at half time. All right. Well, let's talk about next season then. Um, they've started talking about contracts in the press. I think it was in the press conference this week. Mick McCarthy was talking about contracts ending, starting to have conversations with Big Vinny uh, about who's staying on and whatever else. I've done some research. I've gone on Transfer Market. I can't remember which E is missing, but one of the E's is missing from Transfer Market. 
Um, the, the players who have contracts ending this summer, Johnny Williams, Kia Ron Brown, Sol Bamba, Junior Hoyler and Joe Bennett. Uh, we've obviously got Harry Wilson and Shea Yojo's loans are ending. Um, ben, on, on the contracts that are ending this summer, who are you keeping? Who are you releasing? Uh, That's keep, the game. I'd keep Johnny, Kieran and Joe Bennett. Ooh. Um, I think Sol's going to retire by the sounds of things. Um, I think just health comes first. He's been offered a coaching role with the club. I think it's just... I think that's it. It wouldn't it genuinely looking at the shape of the man and what an absolute trooper he is. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him named the way he's going. It wouldn't surprise me to see him named on the bench the way he's going in the last game of the yeah. season. Back in training already, just before his last round of chemo, just absolute inspiration of a bloke. Um, but you still yeah. want to release him, is what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, fucking. <laughs> no, I just think it's sort of. No, it feels like the end of his his play, or at least a full time playing career, right? Yeah. He might be registered as a player, still be player a coach, coach possibly. He'd still have him involved with the club, but um, yeah, I think it's clear Mick doesn't rate Hoyler anymore. Um, I think it's been clear from what I've sort of gone on about in this season. I don't really rate Junior Hoyler anymore. Um, I think it's time for time for Junior to seek pastures new. I think it would be good for him that he's not played since December. I think he played in one of Mick's first games. Yeah. From what I remember, he either started or came wasn't, off the bench. Pulled. I think he was pulled off at Barnsley. You're going to turn that into a joke as well, and he pulled off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pulled him off Barnsley, did he? Yep. In the travel lodge. Unlucky. Um, Tom, do you agree with much of what Ben's saying there? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, you think Mick wanked off Junior Hoylet too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After the footage of it, if anyone wants it. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody does. Um but no, I agree with that. Yeah, I think, yeah, Hoyler's time's time has come now. I think he'll move on, which I'm a bit gutted about. I, I, I'm gutted that's going to end with a bit of a damp squib like it has. That sounds like it's linked to the story in Barnsley again. <laughs> um, but I think, I think we've no. I think in recent weeks we can see how much we rely on Joe Bennett as well. I think mm. he, he always had a bit of flack from people he didn't do enough going forward, but he was coming into his own before that injury, and it, it, it well, was he really scored, bad. Didn't he? He did. It was really bad timing. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think like he's got to get a new contract. Yeah, Kieran Brown, yeah, Johnny Williams. He's just happy to be involved in a squad, didn't he? Like he'll, he'll. He, I don't really even have to pay him. I think <laughs> you'll pay us. He'll pay subs. <laughs> he can, yeah, pay you two pound fifty every week. Johnny, like, Johnny, oh. you're playing on Saturday. Get your fiver into the manager. <laughs> Yeah, he's what you're washing the kit again this week, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks out every week, big kit bag in the balls. Don't so worry about that. But um, like, um, when it comes to the loans as well, I think like earlier in the season we would have been crying out to keep Wilson and Ojo, but now both of them haven't really done that much. I, I'd love to keep Wilson, but it's just not financially going to happen, is it? But no, apparently we've I, got what first option on him for 15 million quid. Oh, 20, yes. 20 mil. 20 okay, mil. 20 Side of the crowdfund then. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, if you donate to our Kofi page, we'll um, we'll actually donate it towards a Wilson a Wilson transfer, a Wilson transfer part. But I think uh, Ojo, I, th- I would I would want to see him stay because I think he'll benefit from being having a bit of continuity, staying around the same squad for longer than just loan periods. Mm-hmm. And I think he will come good. I think he could be a useful asset to us. So I'd be keen to keep Ojo if we if if that option was there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, yeah, I agree with Ben. <laughs> Um, I mean, a few of the questions we had on Twitter were about uh, transfers. Um, Benefactor, um, he said, "How many would, how many would, uh, how many, and who would you lads release or sell, and how many and who would you bring in?" Um, Ben, I mean, you know, we're talking about transfer plans. We don't know what kind of transfer pot we're going to have. You know, we're talking about players leaving. Who, who are your kind of 
top three transfer must haves? You know, what positions are you trying to sign? Who are you looking? What kind of player are you trying to sign? We need cover for Kiefer. That's obvious. Um, Centre mid's another issue. And I'd like to see, I think we're going to need another winger and or sort of inverted winger to sort of, if we're going to stick with this three at top system, we need to find a player that can suit that. I think we're, at the very least, we're losing one, if not, uh, well, at the very least, we're losing two of those players, if not three, with if Hoylet goes as well. Um, yeah, I think they're the three key areas. But then if Bennett doesn't stay, you need another left back, cover a centre back. Another goalkeeper to come in if uh, Smithies goes. Yeah, if you already said Smithies leaving, we haven't got Joe Day anymore, so you, you you've already forgotten that we need a new goalie. Ben Ratcliffe Ratcliffe possibly comes in there, but um, yeah, I think I think we're going to see quite a overhaul at the club in the summer. But I think the three areas that mix definitely highlight, and I think if he's going to spend money where he'd spend the money in midfield, um, strikers and wingers. It does feel like, Tom, that this is a squad that's re- re- reaching the end of its kind of shelf life, right? Like Hoyler, Bennett all kind of came in around the same time. I think Bennett might have left this summer if he wasn't injured, but I think he'll be he'll stay now because he's injured, and I think we owe him that loyalty. But it feels like Hoylet's on his way out. You know, Morrison could be a couple seasons away from leaving. Um, similar question to you. Where are you looking to, for Mick to, to bring in the big players, if, if that is the case? Yeah, one up top, I think, because... So we can even we can have an option of having more than one striker on the pitch would be great. It's not even cover mm-hmm. at the moment. It's just so we can have some sort of just someone else. Yeah, just a body, get someone up there. But yeah, I think uh, we need a bit more creativity in the centre midfield. Like we've got Johnny Williams, Lee Tomlin, maybe if he does get fit. Um, mm-hmm. We've got we've got people there, but we we just need something to happen in that area. And I I think we need a centre back. Um, a more dynamic centre back. Yeah, a different type of centre back. I think because it's, it's clear that when Morrison isn't playing, that system doesn't work. It relies on him being a focal point of that mm-hmm. system. Like suddenly, I'm now shitting myself every time we give away a set piece. Where if he's playing, I'm not that nervous. You know, we might leak the odd one or two, but more more often than not, he's going to head on it, and he's or he's telling someone else to get their head on it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we need, I think we need more options. I can't because I think I think I think Murphy might leave. I think mm-hmm. someone will come in for him because you see flashes from him. There'll be a, there'll be a team in our league that will gamble on that they can get a few more flashes out of him than we can. Um, so we, we might Fox? need. Fox has been linked with Norwich. You think Fox th- may leave? I think that's bollocks. To be honest, I can't I can't see someone paying that much for him. Surely there's nothing in that. I'd like to keep him. To be honest, I think the problem is we rely on that game plan too often. There's certain mm-hmm. he's a perfect player for certain games that like horses for courses. There's certain games where you want him to be out there and just be a niggly little bastard. But you, you mm. don't want him playing that game every week, week in, week out, because it's tiring for him and it's tiring for our tactics as well. So I'd like to see him stay, stick around and then add a more dynamic midfielder in there as well, just so, like like I said, a striker and a midfielder, so we can have a more attacking formation, but we've also got a plan B to roll back to. Ben, we're, we're obviously not talking about the elephant in the room here, um, and that's Robert Glatzel. Um He's over there in um, Mainz. I think he's got a couple of goals. Um, he seems to be doing quite well Well over there. Not my microphone over. Uh, good save, though, that. Do you see that? Maybe I could go in goals. Um, what do you think happens with Robert Glatzel? Do you think he's st- sticking out in Germany? Do you think he's coming home? Or I coming back don't. to Cardiff because Germany's home? Yeah, I don't think he's coming back to Cardiff anytime soon. I think um, he's in the Bundesliga. And I think the club would hope that Mainz have been so impressed that they'll put a couple of mil bid in for him and we'll get our money back for him and... He'll be happier and hopefully he'll flourish because 
obviously a good striker, but it's just a move that like so many other strikers at Cardiff City just hasn't paid off. Yeah, it's a shame. I really wanted it to work out. And I think he's shown moments where he is a good shot. You know, his goal against Leeds, um, he had a good run at the start of this season, uh, towards the end of last season where he got on the score sheet a couple of times. I think he's obviously a good player, but he wasn't the kind of strike we needed at the time, was he, Tom? No, no, it just didn't fit what we needed at the time. Um, and Kiefer did. You know, he came in and just, he took his chance and Glatzer was kind of just left on the sidelines then. And he was only he was only playing when Kiefer run out, run out of energy, mm. and so yeah, it, it, it's a good yeah. game time now then. Yeah, we should. I wish we could we recall him now just for the final five games. Yeah, imagine. But I, I, I think yeah, same as you. I wanted him to do well. Like he seems like a genuinely nice bloke as well, and he's not mm. a bad player. Like it, and it, sometimes it felt like we were just about to get him going, and it just didn't. It just didn't really, really, really materialize. But yeah, it's a pity. Like I can't see him playing for us again. No, that is a shame. Um, obviously, the, the the talk um, of you know we asked on Twitter what people were thinking. Um, Benefactor came in again. Uh, Marlon Pack is he actually in the, as good as the pundits and our club make out? I personally find he is painfully slow, has lethargic distribution and poor decision making out the door this summer. For me, as one of Marlon Pack's most fervent critics, um, I think there's 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 flashes in there that show that he's a very good passer of the ball. I mean. The, the 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 red card that should have happened yesterday came from a Marlon Pack pass around the corner where there looked like there was nothing on, but he found the ball. There's been other times this season where he's shown that weight of pass. Um, ben, do you think it's it's just another card of City thing where we're playing a good player in the wrong way that we're, we're expecting him to do a job that he can't do? Yeah, it's just another decent player in the wrong system at the wrong mm-hmm. club. Um, there's moments where it's worked. But in the midfield we've got, he just doesn't suit it. He needs other people around him to do something more than what Volks and Rolls do. And uh, that's why it doesn't really work. He's not a bad player. He is slow. Um, he does have the odd clangery in him when he's sort of panicked and pressed. But um, sort of when you've got midfield around him that do the work that he'd need them to do, um, I think he'd be a really strong asset. But it's just, again, not the right player for Cardiff City. Tom, do you agree? No, I think he can be the right player for us. It's just you need that dynamic midfielder to come in as well. So we've got another outlet. I think mm-hmm. he's clearly our most creative player in terms of he sees passes that other players don't see. And he plays some absolute wonderful, wonderful passes as well. It's just we're over-reliant on him because the players around him can't do the same as he can. The and other thing don't run forward though, do they? I think a lot of yeah. that is the reason Pack always seems to look for a sideways or backwards passes. If the press isn't there and the players aren't going forward, he just seems to just because he's not quick and he can't take players on, he's got to look for the simple ball then. That's normally playing it backwards or sideways. And, and that's could, where the frustration comes. And you can see the frustration from McCarthy, though, because you can hear mm. him shouting shouting to get forward. And I think that's what we'll see change once we've had a pre-season with him. I think we're trying to play more direct at the moment, but we're not used to playing that way from the Harris days. I'm saying that as if it's fucking ages ago. It's only a couple of months ago. But like, months you ago, know, three months ago. Yeah, but like he hasn't really had time to gel this team yet. And I think we will start to see a bit more direct intent. And I think that's when Marlon Pack can flourish. So I think he's a good player for us to have. And I think he could be integral next year if Mick gets that like direct approach across. Because I, th- I think we will see it. Big Mick getting his direct approach across. Uh, Paul Brinkworth, every player currently out on loan, plus Hoylet, Pack, Bakuna, Vassell and Murphy all have their contracts terminated. Keep everyone else within our squad as we want to 
as when we want to, we can certainly play. And with MMTC starting from preseason, we've got a great squad plus new signings. I can understand Hoyler. I can see Pack and Bakuna, but Vassal, I mean, I forgot he existed. How did he remember him? Ben, do, do you remember Isaac Vassell? Well, I still have nightmares about this now. The night, famous night out in Cardiff where I bumped into those players. I didn't um, recognise him. Didn't recognise him, did I? Well, to, to be, be fair, fair though, he's, he's changed been... his luck. He's changed his luck a lot. And But oh, I'm I'm gutted for him. Honestly, I'm gutted for him. Because it's not his fault. Well, no, it's not his fault. He's got hurt. He's just got a yeah. real horrific run of injuries at some places. He's, he's back yeah. in training though, isn't he? Um, yeah, makes mention that he's back in training. He's, I think he's doing a similar sort of regime as Sol of sort of just like, he's finally back out on the grass after almost a year and a half. Just I don't think, want to play him though, do you? Because he'll get injured again. I know, you're just waiting for that under 23s. Yeah. I remember that, watching that. Um, that stream. His first game back, wasn't it? And he first got injured straight away. 23s, 20 minutes on, came off holding his groin. And you could sit, I just looked devastated. Absolutely devastated. So do you think, Tom, he could be, a, if, if we can get him fit and playing, which is obviously the big if, he could be a genuine alternative up front, right? Yeah, but we're just not going to get him fit no. and fire in. Like we, the amount of times we've had conversations of this around players, that, that I, he's, he's crocked, isn't he? Like that's the, that's the problem. He's never going to be a player we can rely on for a, an, like a run of games. You know, he's a luxury player. Like, if we can get him fit to bring him on every now and again, he's never going to be a focal point. He could be an asset. Like, he could be an option to bring off the bench or something later on. But I don't think he'll ever... How old is he, by the way? He's still pretty young, right? 28, I think. 27. Oh, okay. 27. So, yeah. I hope, but, but this is why we don't need to rush him He's back. not finished. Yeah. You're like, um, we don't need to rush him back now. He's got from now till the beginning of the next season to get fit. And if he's, on, if he's already training now, Gradually bring him up and see and see what he does pre-season. You know, give him a run out of Forest Green, see what he's got. He's played 27 games in four years. That's mental. Injuries. I think I've played 27 games like <laughs> over the course of a few weeks when the football season's on. I've played, yeah, it's, it's sort of looking at it going during the pandemic where football's been cancelled. I've played almost that many games. It's, yeah. When football's been cancelled, I've played more games than I It shows how horrific his injury problems are being. Yeah. It's such a shame because. That he couldn't have had a better debut. You think back to that goal against Luton, mm. and like that is the that is the way you want to debut at a club. And from there, it's just oh, it's devastating because he looks a player. He could have been a player. The thing is, as well, that takes its toll mentally because yeah. you're not going to trust your body now. Like you're yeah. never going to push it. You're not going to go into tackles in the same way. You're not no, going to go I'm, for balls in the same way. You're not going to sprint in the same way. Like, do you know what I mean? You you know that your body can't take it. And you, you never, like people have said about Gareth Bale, haven't they? And it's taken him a while to get used to his body again and to trust him to do those runs. And he's, and he's still not firing. But Isaac Vassell's injury like record is even worse. It's so Michael it, Owen syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. And it, it's sad, but yeah, I can't see him being an asset for us going forward. I'd love it if he was, but I just really, really can't see it. In the past four years then, has Isaac Vassell played as many football matches or more than Michael Owen has seen films? How many no, films does Michael Owen see? Oh, he's up to four now, isn't he? Like, oh, so uh, he has. That's fine. There was an update. Yeah, there was an update the other day. He'd only seen like the films he had seen as well. One were, of them was wasn't it like Jurassic Park twice? Yeah, and I think because he he doesn't believe. Hello, what's it? He doesn't believe in fiction. It's like, well, obviously, Michael Michael, Michael Owen has only ever watched. This is back in twenty fourteen. Sea Biscuit, one of them. Eight, eight films ever. And well, most uh, of them are based on fact. They're like. <laughs> Films like films I've been forced to watch: Rocky, Heat, 
Ghost, Jurassic Park, Cool Runnings, Sea Biscuit, Karate yeah. Kid, and Forrest Gump. It's a good eight films. I mean, that was that was seven years ago, so I assume he's seen some more films since then. Uh, but I can't be sure. I don't live with him. Um, Milo Davis, the four major players out of contract are Johnny Esther, Bennett, Sol, and Junior. In my opinion, Bennett and Johnny need extensions, maybe only a year for Johnny. Sol giving a player coach role there is cover if we get desperate and keeps him around the club. Hoylet should go. MM doesn't use. It's like you listen to you, Ben. Um, Welsh Index, um, which is my favourite catalogue. We have players on big wages who simply aren't worth it. We'd save 100k a week if we got rid of Smithies, Bakuna, Hoyler and Murphy. We can get cheap players, cheaper, younger and with more p- passion for that. Um, Bakuna's name is mentioned a lot. 100k um, a week getting rid of big players. Hang on. So, no, so, if we, so Smithies is on 30. Apparently Bakuna is on 27. Hoyler mm. and Murphy are both on around 20 from what, I, um, what I've read on this player data thing. Um, I don't know how true it is, but um, I think Hoyle and Murphy being on about 20 makes sense, right? And the other yeah. two being, I think Smithies is on 30 and Bakuna being somewhere in the middle would ring true because we signed him from, he's come from the Premier League, Bakuna, hasn't he? I know we signed I, him. I, didn't, hear, I didn't hear him say uh, Murphy to be fair, so that's my bad. I tell you what, yeah. mind, if we're getting rid of all these players, we have got to get a fair few bodies in through the yeah. door. And yeah. we're not in a financial position to do that, are we? Mm. I think that's the, that's the thing. I you know a lot of these tweets are about people who need to go, and you know if, if you asked if you asked if you asked five Cardiff fans who would need to leave, they would all rifle through probably our starting eleven. Someone would point out Smithies. Someone would point out that Bennett's out of contract, so we should let him go. Brown needs to go. We probably need to sell Flint. Nelson probably needs to be sold because he's not doing as well. I'm more right at the top of shit. Well, they'd go, well, if we can get money for more, let's get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, rubbish, yeah. get rid of him. Hacks crap, get rid of him. Murphy, we're never going to get a tune out of him. Get rid of him. I think the only players who'd be safe are probably Rolls. And um, that's it. I can't think of any other Rolls and NG. They'd be the only two yeah. players who'd be safe. Like, they, you could you could ask every... You could ask 100 Cardiff City fans and they would give you a completely different opinion each time. Yeah, which is what it, these tweets are saying. Exciting times. <laughs> it is exciting. <laughs> Sell forty players, bring them all in. Um, he's so blue. I've made my mind up about Mick McCarthy. He's not the one for us. Bakuna on his wages should go. Out should go. Pack and Volt. See, seen the best of Hoyler. Have not had our money's worth of Wilson. Uh, Rick Bithell feels like the boys are already thinking about their holidays. Why can't we seem to find a consistent pair up front? Haven't had one since Bothroyd and Chopper, and we re- rely on tall defenders for our goals. P.S. Bellamy is God. Um, I kind of see what you're saying there, Ben, but we just don't play two strikers anymore, do we? No, we haven't played two strikers for years. It's um, not a system. It's Mackay, really. Yeah, the fish. Yeah. Uh, John 02601, Mac, Mick, Mac, Mick, Mac, Mock. Mick's tactically poor. Bottled the last three games. Not playing NG was poor. A lot of poor there. Uh, he admits more is tired yet persists. Toilet waters, Harris, all fit. Who would give it more than a tired more? God, this is a tongue twister. Who would still be on the bench? Tomlin's also fit for the bench would make an impact. The photos I've seen of Tomlin suggest he is not fit for the bench. Uh, Infinity Rocket Plastics, big decisions to be made. Also, I think Lee Tomlin was um, mowing the lawn during the game yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was taken during the game, but he certainly posted it during the game. Um, big decisions to be made. Looks like some big earners could move on. Hoylet Glatzel, if we can find a buyer. Smithies. Bennett should be offered a new contract. We're a better team with him and NG. We need a reach Mowat type. Wide players and pace in general. That part sorted. Not too much to ask then. Uh, Luke Lloyd-Taylor. Not sure how long Mozza has left on his contract, but 100% time down for a few more years. I think he's tied down to 2022. So for me, Bennett has to be given a new deal. Um, I think we could take from that that we need to keep Bennett, we need to keep Johnny Williams, and we need to sign Morrison for a new deal. But apart from that, Ben, open season on any player. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Um, like realistically, you look at this squad. If if offers came in and stuff, they could go. Is there anyone like really you'd be desperate to keep other than those players we've mentioned? I, I forgot NG. Um, I think like I think at the moment, I you know if the, the players I see as indispensable are NG, Baggin, Morrison, Rolls. I'm going to say Josh Murphy just because I like him and I'm biased. And oh, Kiefer that's, Moore. That's bollocks, Josh Murphy. Come on. <laughs> it's bo- it is bollocks, but I, it's, I've got poetic license on that one. And I'll, I'll admit that he's not. He's probably not in the same league as the others, but I still like him. I still but you just put him in the same league as the others. That's literally what you've just done. He's probably only three years now. He's coming up to one of our longest serving players. <laughs> I'll get him a testimonial then. <laughs> yeah, you. get it in. Um, <laughs> Tom, do you, do you see, it, see what the conversation is fair, that basically it's open season on any player? Yeah, like we can't afford to lose them all in one go, but like a combination of any of those. And yeah, like you said, I haven't got the attachment to some of these players like I have done in the past, but I suppose that comes with success as well, doesn't it? But like it it felt like last season that we could see this transition period starting and it's just kind of rolling on again now, isn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm not too, too pissed off about McCarthy getting given a contract because... At least it's one constant, you know. I think we could yeah. do with having a constant there. Um, and it's clear that a lot of the players like him. They like the way he works as well. So, you know, we, we've at least we've locked him in and now we can build again. And it'll be quite exciting. I think there'll be periods in this like, in the off-season where we'll be like, oh, fucking hell, we've got no one left. Mm. But, you know, at least something is changing. At least, at least, like, I don't know, we can start again and rebuild. It might take us a few more years to compete again, mind, which... Would be weird for us. It's it's quite an American term, isn't it? The rebuild, like you, you see yeah. it with sports franchise like NHL, there's teams constantly going through a rebuild as they work their way towards a draft. And I think it's becoming an increasingly common trend here, right? Football clubs stay together for sort of four or five years, then you have a couple of years in the middle where, um, you know, things change and people try to get into a new groove, and then you start again on that process, right? And I think we are at that natural cycle, right? Because when did when did Morrison Morrison came in what 2014? Uh, Bennett came in sort of 2015, Bamba, Hoyler, all that lot came in under Warnock in 2016. Um, we've had our success. We've been promoted. We almost got to the playoffs last year and it felt like the playoffs last year was probably the last bit of success that this team would have, right? And now we're looking ahead to the future. We're starting to blood the youngsters. You've got Baggin coming through. You've got Colwell coming through. You've got Patton tied down to a new deal. Sign people like NG and Watters who are there for the future. Watters, Watters, who are there for the future. Um, so maybe this is just the, the the natural, the natural, the natural flow of things. I think, yeah, I think now as well, it's becoming even more important, like to to kind of stabilize financially as well, isn't it? Because yeah, the golf is getting bigger between the top and like the top of the Premier League and the Championship. It's so clear now that you've kind of got to make sure you're in an okay situation. Because if you do go up, it's going to take you a while to like just to like kind of rebuild again. Mm-hmm. But I think what we've got now, which we didn't have in the past, is like you said, those youngsters, we are starting to have a bit of success on the pitch now with our under-18s and our under-23s, like in fits and starts. But like, you know, we've got youngsters coming through for the first time in a long, long time. And, and that is exciting. And that's what our fans want as well. Like when... We're not going to be that patient. We want success. But if we'll see local players like losing the odd game, we'll be a little bit more forgiving than we would be with any other player that was playing out there. Christ, we gave Declan John four years. We'll give anyone a chance. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's next season. But first, Reading. Um, oh, Reading shit, on Friday. Yeah, we haven't actually finished the season, have we? No, Reading, Friday night, 6pm. What a weird time for a football match. Ben... 
I'm saying it. This is definitely last chance saloon. If we lose on Friday, the season's done. I think the I genuinely believe the season's done now. Um, yeah. Wow, nine points in five games, isn't it? And, and Bournemouth have got a game in hand over us. The, yeah, the club. I think the only club I think have got a chance, other than the top seven, of making it through to the playoffs now. A QPR, the run they're on. They, well, they've they they, yeah, they're three. Well, yeah, they're three behind us with a game in hand. So. But they've, I think, since December, they picked up like one of the best points totals. I know they've lost two in the last six, but before that, they were on like a pretty solid run. They've gone from relegation to three points behind us. I think it's a stretch. I must admit. I think they, they, it is a stretch that any of them will do it. I think it's between Reading in seventh for the only team we've got a chance of breaking back into the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, it kind of looks like you know Brentford, Swansea, and Barnsley are fighting it out for for third place. Um, you've got Bournemouth on sixty eight, you've got Reading on sixty six, then us way back in on fifty nine. Um, what do you what do you what do you know of Reading, Tom? Um, I know so little about them, despite them being in seventh place. They blow a bit of hot or cold, don't they? But they've got some really exciting players like that Michael Elise bloke who just scores some mm-hmm. worldies, um, and he was very cheap on the Championship fancy football beginning of the season, which was fantastic. But um, yeah, they they they've had some really strange results. They battered teams, but then got battered themselves. Like in and when they lose one, they tend to lose three or four in certain parts mm-hmm. of the season as well. Um, and they'll still beat us <laughs> Friday. <laughs> um, but is it at the, is it at the Medeski? No. Yeah, it is at the Medeski. Yeah. yeah. The coldest they, football beat, ground I've ever been to. They beat us, uh, yeah. I, it's the most uninspiring football ground I've ever been to. Yeah, like. a Monday night at Radim, absolutely grim. Yeah. But um, yeah, they beat us earlier in the season. It's just one of those teams we tend to lose to now. I don't know how it's become that, but like... We always I, seem to draw with them, didn't we? Yeah, like, draw. We had, we when had we got cup, promoted, we sorry, drew with yeah. them. We drew, drew them to all. Draws. We failed to beat them then, is a better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, a more accurate way. But yeah, I just... Well, with the season being pretty much over... I just it's not a game I'm getting too enthusiastic for. I always <laughs> remember that game when was it Mikhail Leisure would punch Michael Chopper in the stomach and we scored like a 90th minute free kick to make it two all. And then I think the same season or the season before, Adam Federici scored in the 96th minute to yeah. make it two all in one of the games. Boxing or one day, game. Boxing Day game, wasn't it? He scored like a yeah, fucking bo- bicycle kick. And then obviously we played him in the playoffs and and they beat us. Um, I just don't really like Reading as a football club and I don't know why. Then my mates. Uh... Big Reading fan. Um, went to uni Loves books. Him. That's poor. Yeah, I had to say it though. Mm. Go on, Ben. Finish what you're saying. Just he's a big Reading fan, and since we've since I've sort of known him through uni, every game we've played against him has been shite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't even remember because I went to the cup game last year, and I was more excited about the man in front of me texting his misses because um, <laughs> we could read the messages <laughs> over his shoulder, and he was giving it a lot. And she wasn't giving much back. Um, and it was a bit like, oh, this is a weird dynamic. But we were watching it and like he texts something and she and we were like, I bet he says this next. He said it and me and me and Laurie, we were like, hey, go on. And everyone was like, why are you here? And it's like, this guy is getting laid. Um, it was good fun. And but that's that was testament to how bad the football match was. Um so I'm it's hoping... one of the worst grounds for legroom I think I've ever been to. When you Ooh, sit down, Goodison's outside. pretty bad for legroom. Goodison's pretty bad for legroom. Yeah, QPR's not great. Well, that's more in the actual home end. Yeah, Liverpool was shocking. Anfield just—I could not get my legs to. I could I, not sit I, down. 
the Medeski is such a uh, it's just like such a nothing ground, isn't it? Yeah. It was the it, first of this like identical stadiums, wasn't it? It's like it's it's the perfect fixture for the mood at the moment following Cardiff. It's just a fixture you look at and you go, meh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's them. And this they, is they, gonna be shit. They beat us two one earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Shaw scored. Uh Tomlin got the goal for us. I think it must have been his own only goal of the season. Mm. Um Neil Harris was frustrated by Cardiff City conceding goals. All of us were, Neil. All yeah. of us were. Was he happy? No. <laughs> no. Uh, was he sad? Yes. Um, Lucas Shaw, he's on something like 21 goals for the season, isn't he? Like, I don't even know yeah. what players they have then. They've they have got him, like, Pushkash. They went through that stage of signing everyone with like a famous sounding name, didn't they? Pushkash is the other one they've got. Um, <laughs> who's the keeper? Their keeper is all right. Um, but that Pushkash hasn't really. Hasn't really, hasn't really done it. No, uh, they, no, he's, just, he's got a hat trick against us, and then he's got the name Pushkas as well. That's the only reason yeah. he stands out. Yeah, yeah. Sonia has been decent for them. Um, Lucas Jarrett obviously we said him. Um, yeah, they're a, they're a club that are sort of they've been up and around the top all season, and I've paid no attention to them. Even when they were top of the league for a fair few games, I was still like not interested in. Were a team that you like when they were top of the league, you were kind of like, bubble's going to burst. Yeah. But then they, to be fair to them, they have stuck up and, uh, and around there where other teams have fallen away. So it's not the only other team I know who lost to Wickham. They lost to Wickham in February. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Something we could bond over. Still sponsored by Waitrose, I think. So, um, no, bastards. not on the shirts. I thought they, they were. They were no, Carabao. Carabao, yeah. Yeah. Any Carabao on the shirts? Carabao on the shirts, waitress in the sheets. No, they're not Carabao. They're like Kasumo or something. No, they are Kasumo now, aren't they? Yeah, they were Carabao yeah. before that. They were Carabao they before. Have the worst, they have some of the grimmer shirts going as well. Yeah. yeah. Just, Again, they're just, yeah, they're just yeah. they are a proper meh club, which is why I kind of want them to go get promoted. And you see all these elitists about the Premier League. You see oh, like, yeah, because they're, like, they're not like a Leeds or like, they're not one of those classic yeah. clubs to go up. Proper wind yeah. people up there. Oh, Redden and Barnsley. The sweet one up there. At least Barnsley nice. have been in the Prem before as well. But Reading have been in the Prem. Yeah, but I know as well, I said. All right. Oh, as well, sorry. Um, all I remember from last season's games, again, this is back to the game I went to, was um, they accused us of racist or homophobic chanting. I can't remember it's exactly racism. what happened. It was racism, um, racism for stand-up if you hate England. Yeah, um, and they arrested four people who never got charged. So... Um, Fuck off, Reading. Um, went, that was the two-week period where they went through basically accusing every club that turned up of racism. I think yeah. there was just like, and none of them got pre- like, there was no charges brought against any of them. Yeah, and it's it sort of that sort of was a pissed me off with Reading because look, racism is a serious issue in football, and if you're going to start crying wolf, people are going to take it a lot less seriously. And that was massively a case of what Reading were doing. It just sort of devalued the whole process, and it was really shitty of them. And at no stage did they come out and apologise for those false accusations and sort of saying, look, got it wrong. We thought we had this, we didn't. It was just a really shitty thing. Um, the thing I remember from last year with it was the bloke getting thrown out in the away end for doing the Salah plane gesture as well. Oh, God, what a bad football club. And what do you remember all... that song? Do you remember that song they're owner did? I do remember that song. Oh, did, yeah. yeah, don't remind me of that. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd have to watch push, it again now. Push it out of my brain. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one <laughs> Um, Friday at 6pm 
that's a good thing because it means we can't we don't have to wait around for it to ruin our weekend and by Saturday night we can have forgotten about it, Tom. Um, what's your prediction? What are you saying? Are we getting back in this playoff hunt or is this it? No, no, we're not. No, we're not back. We're getting back in the playoff hunt. No. A win here and we start. We're we still know? not in the playoff hunt. No, um, no uh, we'll uh, lose 2 0. We'll lose 2 0. Ben? Back at 3 0 City. May as well. Yeah. May as well bring some positivity to this podcast. It's been really downbeat. Christ. I'm going to go a 3 2 win for Cardiff. Um, plenty of goals in this one, boys. Get your money on 3 2. Um, I'm going to stick a quid on it. I'll stick what, three two. I'll, I'll stick a quid on three two. All right. Um, uh, I will do the same. I will stick two quid on it. Um, and that's it. No Hall of Fame this week because we um, we didn't we didn't do it this week because of um, respect and that. Um, so we'll bring that back in next week. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, if you, I played Sunday League this morning. We had a minute silence for. Um, um, I said it was for DMX and Nicky Graham. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I said it's, oh, whoever, it's, 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 it's a minute silence for whoever you want it to be for, lads. Um, I gave people that. De- I was captain, so I gave, my, gave people my, my team the democratic choice. Anyway, if you like what we do, twitter.com slash VFTN Indian. VFT Indian. VFTN Indian. VFT Minion. Uh, if you like what you do, even more than just following us on Twitter, you can go to Kofi.com. That's K-O-F-I.com forward slash VFT Minion, where you can give us the price of a cup of coffee or you can give us more money than that. We like the idea of more money. Um, but um, if you don't want to give us more money, we can't force you. Um, uh, we just we just do this for the love. Um, ben, can Monday, tomorrow. Can someone at least cover the bets we're going to put on? Because Yeah, that's a fiver. Quid. No, three quid. Where did I get a fiver from? Tom, are you going to put any bets on? Because we've got two quid from me, one quid from Ben. No, nah, no gambling apps on my phone. Nothing from me. No gambling apps. So three quid. If someone can donate three quid, then we're sorted. Uh, we won't. We won't split the winnings with you. Um, ben, uh, are you back to work tomorrow after your week of being fun employed? I am starting a new job tomorrow. Very. It's weird. I feel like I'm starting a new school. It's really, really strange. Have you put your name in your jumper and got your lunch money ready? In my pants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, staying. I'm working from home, but you never know. Like. <laughs> No, you never know. They might be. They might send a bully over just yeah. to piss you off. Um, now that you're allowed to be bullied in your garden, I guess. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? I've not. Saying? I've not got back access to my garden, so they'd have to come through the house. They're still not allowed in. So technically, they're not allowed to come through the house to get to the garden. I've no, just no. not paid attention to the rules. Um, Tom, not starting a new job tomorrow. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, I'll let you know by the afternoon if, if I've Cheers. been laid. If I've been laid off, but no. Just turn up, just start sending emails going. This is a completely di- what? When did I start working for them? <laughs> be a weird, weird, weird thing now. If you do get laid off, you're very prescient. Yeah, let's not put that out. Yeah, let's, let's, no. yeah come on. Now. Silly, <laughs> silly, silly thing to joke about. In a grim enough podcast with that. Game. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed. I thought we've had a lovely time. Well, talk about city's been bad enough, and then you just go, "Oh, top it all off." You might get fucking sacked tomorrow. I feel like we should almost end this podcast now with like Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Um, just to round it off. Yes, you do, it's grim, you do grim, get sacked tomorrow. Just remember, there's more out there, and it might not be your fault. Plenty more fish in the sea. Was. Plenty more jobs in the ocean. Um, get on LinkedIn, mate. I'll give you some endorsements. Thanks, um, mate. Podcasting. Podcasting. Great, great <laughs> so voice. If you like what we do, if you want to head over to LinkedIn, slash <laughs> LinkedIn. <Phillips>. So, <laughs> <laughs> give me some endorsements for podcasting. Um, 
general banter and being a good guy. Uh, and I'm off to eat uh, chicken and sweet corn fritters. So um, enjoy your Sunday nights, gentlemen. Um, this Thank podcast you. will be out tomorrow when everyone will be listening to it. So I don't know why I added that at the end. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> then. If you don't know, right, after spending an hour listening to this, this <laughs> podcast is out now. <laughs> oh, I've lost my mind a little bit. Um, anyway, Tara. Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>